0: You're listening to the Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa.
1: And many more. As it is Friday, it is game day. It's game day weekend as Alabama travels to college station to take on the Aggies of AM. But where it in is free, where we all all throughout the football season. It's Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, Peyton, Laura Lee. Laura Lee, her husband, her uh, parents. You got everybody here.
2: The entourage.
3: The entourage is here.
1: But we've got a great cold beer selection in addition to, I see that your husband is enjoying the meet and 3 the lucky the lucky lunch, and that's available. Hello, y'all. It's good to have you here. And uh, we invite all of you listening to Tide 100.9 here in Tuscaloosa <laughs> to, to drop by and visit with us. We might even let you come. In fact, we will. If you want to ask a question, come on up. We'll allow you to do that. But uh, it is Alabama traveling to Texas A&M, Lars, and as we were talking on the way over here, I have a woeful feeling.
2: Yeah, uh, this is going to be tough game for uh, Alabama I think and uh, a lot of people have been discussing the possible injury to Jalen Milroe. Uh, but last night uh, Austin Hannon of uh, Bama Central which is run by our buddy Chris Walsh he reported that uh, the, the rumored hamstring injury is a uh, hoax right and uh, Jalen hasn't been limited during practice at all this week and he's, he's ready to go against uh, uh, Texas A&M on Saturday afternoon. And that's a good thing, because I don't think Alabama can win this game without Jalen Milrow. I really don't. And uh, let me uh, uh, go to uh, to my left here. And uh, uh, he's our, our, now one of our Friday partners and a, a student of mine, Peyton Great Davis. Yeah. yeah, Peyton, awesome that you're here. Thank you so awesome much. Uh, I
4: was, a special shout-out to my dad. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, happy Alan birthday Davis. Back
2: yeah, in the happy season. birthday. We want people to continue yeah. to come. <laughs> um, Peyton, your your thoughts on what you've heard about, Jalen, just, uh, you know, uh, talking to other students. And it's it's amazing, Matt, throughout the years. The students usually know more of what's going on than many reporters. Because they know students
1: are at the athletic department. They know students are actually
2: watching practices. So, yeah. Yeah.
4: I I... I Yeah, for sure. I've heard the same sort of rumors, and um, it's. I think you said it perfectly, Lars. We can't win this game. Alabama cannot win this game without Jalen Miller, no question about it. And... um I've there's a I have a friend actually he's on the uh, Alabama football like training staff um, he says that uh, that milro has been completely fine this week as well so that's what I've heard and it's just such a unique game really when you look at uh, an unranked team being like a pick'em sort of game with Alabama I think it's just the way A&M matches up with this Alabama team is uh, it will give Alabama a lot of problems no matter what
1: Laura Lee, it's a brutal matchup I mean yeah. you want to talk about mano on mano
4: I mean it is it is
1: offense you know offenses that struggle against defenses that don't. But first of all, Red Elephant Club, good good to see you again because I missed you last week when I was in Tallalega. So, good to see you. What do you know about Jalen? I, I, I think the three of us think it's all just a bunch of hooey.
3: Well, that's what it is. Hope. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a hoax. And I agree that this is going to be a battle of the quarterbacks and we need Jalen to be there because when you look at the matchups, especially our offensive line against their defensive line, that's, that's the key ugly. matchup
2: right yeah. there. It's, it's ugly. We got to be on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. let, let, let me just give you a couple uh, stats and I know you know these, uh, um, That uh, the Aggie front seven, right, they've recorded 15 tackles for loss in each of the last two games. They've racked up 14 sacks over the last two games, and they are first in sack rate and tackles for loss per game in the country. Alabama's offensive line, conversely, second worst nationally in protection rate.
3: Well, and Jalen has a tendency to hold on to yep. the ball. I, I, yeah, I He's understand. I understand, but like,
2: on paper, this looks like uh, this looks like something that is not good for Alabama.
3: No, our line is going to have to play over their heads.
4: They played a lot better last week. I think Milro took two sacks, but both were his fault, pretty yes. much, of him just holding on the ball. He's got to learn to throw the ball away. Hopefully, it starts to become fluid. You see, this Alabama offense kind of finding an identity here the last two weeks, but this is by far. I mean, they're, A&M is like night and day kind of with Mississippi State missing some guys up front on defense, and Ole Miss is a little weaker up front as well. So this is a completely different team. This
1: can also create a situation in Matt's opinion, that when a team is so possessed about getting to a quarterback and bolting across the line of scrimmage and putting all that pressure on the signal caller, that opens it up for the signal caller. And oftentimes, Lars, that leads to 53-yard touchdown scampers.
2: Yeah. And, uh, and And also, if if they're going to be sending pressure, if they can get picked up. You know, one of the things that uh, Jalen does really well is he throws a beautiful deep ball. He does. Yeah, a beautiful, accurate deep ball. Absolutely. And it, 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 it almost is uh, illogical, the fact that he can't hit these intermediate intermediate throws, but yet he can hit, uh, you know, uh, 50, uh, 45 to 52-yard throws uh, very consistently. Matt, I wanted to uh, ask you about the quarterback on the other side and that's Max Johnson who's playing in place of the injured Connor Wegman. Max Johnson has looked great since he came in and uh, and you know what he is really good as well at delivering accurate long throws and you you look at AM skill players on the edges that could give Alabama some problems in the secondary. However, Alabama's secondary you yes, could argue right. is uh, yeah. is the strength of that defense.
1: I don't know that they don't have the better quarterback starting, you know, even though they had injuries. And we were talking about this earlier in the week or on our podcast, which, by the way, James Van does, twister.fm, plug, plug, plug. But um, he, he gave Alabama fits when he was at LSU. And uh, I thought he was one of the main reasons that Texas A&M kicked it into gear and was able to beat Auburn. Um, he is a more than a formidable quarterback. He can start for several teams in this league. He just happens to be a backup at AM. So I'll ask you, Laura Lee. First of all, thanks for folding my shirt. Yes. So nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're, you're a real cool person. Uh, but anyway, assess the quarterback situation, particularly with Max Johnson for the Aggies.
3: Well... He has shown, and we watched it last week, that uh, he is capable. And we watched it some last year that he is a capable quarterback. However, so is Jalen Melrose. And his accuracy downfield is pretty darn good. And we may have to win it with his arm. But that's going to take our running backs finding these holes And our offensive line, like I said before, playing better than they have played so far and opening up some holes for these running backs for us to get that uh, passing game in gear.
2: Hayden, uh, on campus among the students, uh, the the level of apprehension about this game on a scale of one to ten, one being the least, ten being the most. It's at least an eight. It's got to be. And
4: like when you look at exactly what you said, Max Johnson, who's that's about as good of a backup as you can ask for. You know, Connor Wegman goes down. He's uh, inexperienced anyway. But Max Johnson's been around the block. He played really well last week. I know Arkansas is a little weaker on defense this year, probably. But um, guys like Evan Stewart and Nice. Smith. I mean, they got they got some players on the outside for sure, and it's going to give uh test this Alabama secondary that's been so strong. I think this is a real test of Alabama's offensive line, though. Is it for real? Like they've looked like they've improved since the second half of the Ole Miss game. Is this really for real? I mean, I think A&M's going to mix up looks, give them different pressures from uh, different directions. If they can pick those up, that'll open up running lanes for Milrow, and that's where he um, flashes his talent. I mean, and, as well as the deep ball. That's where he. It's just tangibles with Mil- Milrow. It's just so much. It's it's about as strong as you can ask for but the intangible parts that's where the intermediate throwing comes in and i think the most encouraging thing honestly if you're an alabama fan is like when you think about fresh legs last week they had 200 rushing yards no one ran for more than 70 yards so it's like an underrated thing where you can get a different guy in there and give them different looks so like a change of pace sort of thing which is uh, i think plays in alabama's favor a little bit but it's, i mean it's gonna be a challenge no question
1: O line, everybody agree? O
2: line. The O
4: line game. That's what is gonna happen. So
1: hey, we are at NS Free and we're gonna be here until two o'clock. Of course, you're welcome to come by now, throughout the weekend. Come by here and watch the game on CBS. It's a two thirty kickoff from college station, so we've got all that going on. And as we go to break, I will remind you at the bottom of the hour, Mick Gillespie will be with us and always enjoy his company, especially since I can always pull him aside for just a few minutes and talk a little bit of baseball. The Braves start their series with the Phil's to Tomorrow afternoon at 5. So I'm going to have to be somewhere. And NS3 would be perfect, correct? Because I can watch all of it. What's up with all the sweeps? This, oh, four. Four sweeps. Oh, oh, like By the way. Moses Ballon. By the way, I had something that I was watching. I was watching the game. The Rangers in the race. I heard a stat about the Tampa Bay bullpen that is going to blow you away. I mean blow you away. Also, the code this hour to win 300K by going to the Tide 100.9 app. The code number is 392. Punch that in. Your chance to win $30,000. That's 300K. Drop by and see us. We're at Free at the top of the strip in downtown Tuscaloosa.
2: Throughout the entire process, the Bama Broker will equip you with the tools you need to both buy a home and build financial wealth through home ownership. Trust me, the Bama Broker, who's as roll-tied as tooth, will get you across the goal line. That's Laura Lee Thompson, the Bama broker with Advantage Realty Group. You can reach her at 205-790-7229. Again, that's 205-790-7229. And you can also email her at Laura Lee at the Bama That's Laura Lee at the dot
0: Tied 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather will maintain the chance of a few scattered rain showers this afternoon, mostly cloudy with a high at 79. Tonight's showers ending this evening, clearing after midnight below 52. Tomorrow's sunny, breezy, and cool, the high at 67. I'm James Spam on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide
5: 100.9. It's 77 degrees in Tuscaloosa. From T-Town to the plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports.
1: Lots of good wings, burgers, all kinds of beer, Robbie. What is that? A big old Irish Guinness? Yeah, big old Guinness. He's sipping on that. Robbie will join us in just a little while. But we are going to be here until two o'clock as Big Noon Sports broadcasts live every Friday in the football season from right here. We appreciate it. Come by and see us. And you know, we want to toss in a phone call. We can take those just as we do normally during the week at two zero five. 342 9904. Gotta tell you this story from the baseball game the other day, Lars, because you are our word man. You are a wordsmith. And you have always admired the fact that my sweet wife Karen
2: works diligently on what? The New York Times crossword puzzle. Karen can do the Monday. The Tuesday, the Wednesday, the Thursday, the Friday, the Saturday, the Sunday. Lars Anderson can do the Monday sometimes. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I got no chance on Tuesday. I I know what
1: a big fan you are of that and what a challenge it is, but I'm listening to the game the other night. That's what the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, they have two or three of their relievers. In the bullpen, they work it every single day to its completion. Now, they got three guys on it, but still... I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Maybe
2: that's why they stunk in the playoffs. So <laughs> See, we're not good. Hey, break down Atlanta in, the, in their upcoming series with the Phillies. You're a Braves
1: fan too, right, Peyton? No, I'm a Cubs fan, oddly enough. I, not no, up, but I I'm, think we talked yeah. about that. Bless your heart. Here's your microphone. It's banged yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. down. The, the Braves have had a little bit of struggle at starting position, starting, you know, with Max Fried. Um, they've already uh, made it known that uh, Charlie's not going to be able to start. The bullpen's banged up. I'm worried about him. I said this before they started the series. Please, Miami, win this because I don't want to place Bryce Harper. I don't want to face Bryce Harper. And the Philadelphia Phillies, they just don't want to do it. That being said... I'm all about it. Five o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Who do you liking all this? Uh,
4: I I, th- I think the big factor here is the fact that the Phillies have hit Charlie Moore, or not Charlie Morton Spencer Strider pretty well this season. I think they put up like six runs in their last game with them. The Phillies are just so dangerous that um, it's going to be a fun series. I think it's like what a baseball fan like me, whose team got eliminated by the um, Atlanta Braves, but uh, like for me as a baseball fan, it's not what you want to see. I mean, I, I wish it were a, a best of seven matchup, but because I think it's just be so. Cool close well
1: uh, but it doesn't get that way until you get to the championship series and so forth yeah. anyway uh, i will be a master of my remote control or i'll or i'll come here so
2: i can watch all of them at once i was reading uh, the dallas morning news this morning and uh they was sports department basically of seven and all seven made a prediction of A&M-Alabama game. What do you guys think? How many How many of the seven picked A&M to win this game? Laura Lee. Laura Lee.
3: Well, probably most of them. Give me a number. Well, there are seven. Let's say six out of seven.
2: Matt? I'd say four. Five. Zero. Wow. Really? Every single one of them picked Alabama to win this game. And uh, That's and, the and, and, Dallas uh, Morning News? Yes. Yes. And uh Are they uh, Texas
3: fans? Do they know yeah. something we don't know, can't we?
2: Exactly. Um and uh who I really respect is Max Chadwick of uh, uh, Pro Football Focus. He does a really good job, and uh, <clears throat> he predicts Alabama 27-21. Uh, my prediction was Alabama 24-23. Comes down to the, the a two-point conversion that Jimbo goes for the win on the last play of the game, and uh, mm. Dallas Turner gets the sack of Max Johnson. I'll yes. stop everyone's here. <laughs> uh, that would be a tough one. Uh, to win but, it, but but is yeah. in. Interesting. Jerry Palm at CVS, he picks Alabama. Um, You know, not that this really means all that much, but uh, there's a couple of people. Uh, Chris Hummer, he uh, takes, excuse me, A&M. Brad Crawford, he takes uh, uh, Alabama. But everybody is projecting, and those guys are both of 24/7 Sports. Pretty much everybody's projecting this to be an incredibly close game, going to come down to most likely turnovers, penalties, and just who makes the fewest mistakes. Well, who's been more prone to those? Well, until <laughs> last week, Jalen Jalen Milroe. But you know what? Jalen Moreau's coming off of his best game of the season, without question. Wouldn't you say, Peyton? No question. What was your? Did you go to the game? No, I was in uh, Mississippi watching
4: on a big screen. But uh, just I was
2: oh, uh, ears ringing through the television because yeah. of the Cowboys.
4: Oh yeah, and I was getting fired up when Saban was going after uh, Terry on Arnold and league, Benson. I like seeing that for great sure. Stuff. Great stuff. Vintage, you know, prime Saban. You know, he said he wasn't really sure he was
1: coming after him, but, but then yeah. he realized. He I Saw that. <laughs> and then now everybody's doing these deep dives and really wonderful stories about, okay, I remember when he blessed me out. I remember when he chewed my bud. But um, that's a part of everyday life if you're Nick Saban and a player. It's just the fact that it's like the A.J. McCarron, the spank on the bud. Everybody saw it, and that magnifies it. But Saban's chewing everybody out except for Miss Terry.
3: <laughs> well, and I think... We're all happy Miss Terry told him to go after yeah, you gotcha, him, you know, because that's who we like to see. That's our Nick Saban, and we have not seen it that much this year.
4: And from on Arnold's perspective, like, how mature is it for him to say, like, I'm not listening to the tone of the way he's saying it, I'm just listening to the words that he's saying more than the tone, so I'm trying to internalize everything. I think on Arnold, in terms of, like, most improved players, I think he's no probably question. the Man. most improved player on the team. He's playing like, by far, He's he playing incredible. He
1: had a rough season in 22.
4: Yeah, he got he really benched did. for Elias Ricks. But he, you're right. I mean, yeah. he's playing to the level of Kool-Aid and yeah. Uh, Malachi. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, says a lot, yeah. And Caleb Downs also, last two games, I think he's got 10 tackles in both games. Ever since he got light lit yeah. up by um, a USF running back, he uh, he's been playing out of his mind. It's Some terrific pass breakups. Yeah, for sure. That's secondary, I mean, the secondary is the strength. That's one. That's probably the top unit in the country. You can make that argument at least. But it's hard to believe Caleb Downs can play that position where last year he was playing. In yeah. 6A. And you saw him grow up a little bit before your eyes in the Texas game. He got burned a little bit, but, you know, it seems to be kind of clicking for him so fast, too. I mean, they I mean, I mean Ray's about the kid, so...
2: Peyton, through five weeks, uh, five games, what's your biggest surprise uh, in a good way and your biggest surprise in a bad way about this Alabama team?
4: Well, my biggest surprise in a bad way would be the uh, quarterback situation, how it kind of, but it's unfolded hopefully in a good way now. Um, and my best surpri- I think my favorite surprise is the, um, I think the way Kevin Steele's calling the defense now, where you saw what we were complaining about a few weeks ago against Texas. I mean, they are letting Quinn years just sit back there and get whatever he once I think now he's sending uh, you know off ball blitzes and stuff from different directions. And you know he loves blitzing, so I want to see more of that. And uh, you know you always want to get after college quarterbacks. It always it'll affect them every single one poorly, maybe except for Caleb Williams. But that's been my uh, favorite surprise has been the way the defensive front seven
2: has played in the last few weeks. How about you, Laura Lee? Same question. Biggest surprise, uh, both positive and negative?
3: Well, I think one of the biggest surprises has been our wide receivers have become more of a strength when we thought they might be a liability. And they've gotten better. Then we have this tight end group that is very solid. And, in fact, might have a little bit of star power on there. And, uh... Maybe biggest surprise, our punter. I mean, he's been able to flip the field. And so, once again, we may look at special teams because we have a very solid uh special teams. And Texas A&M falls a little short on that. And they're not, what were they, 11 of 15 field goals, something like that. So, Likert,
4: meanwhile, has made 22 yeah. in a row.
3: Yeah. This is, uh, the
1: type,
4: this is the type of game where special teams means everything. It's all
1: about field position. Up, you make a great yeah. point. Burn up in a, in a game that's obviously going to be field position. Um, you know, you pin them inside the 10, you can keep doing that. Eventually, that's going to pay off with your offense when you have the shorter field. Like, yeah. like
3: what we did on the one-yard line. Mm-hmm. It was that Kendrick Law that, that you know, had bomb Penn Mississippi State on the one that was brilliant. Speaking that's 67 of, yeah.
2: yards. Speaking of the wide receiver group, I, I, I'm hearing things already about how teams across the country are absolutely going to raid Alabama for these uh, former five-star wide receivers because they're looking to leave. Why? Because they're not getting thrown the ball very much. Because Alabama's offense has, uh, has fundamentally changed with Jalen at quarterback.
1: Guess where else that's going to hurt? Recruiting. Yeah. But where's that Julio? You know? They managed to do that, didn't they? Yeah. But, uh... I don't know
4: if you if or anything like that, Peyton. Um, well, I'm, I, I wouldn't say. I, mean, I think you're right about the receiving core. I think it's just no matter what, you're getting poached from all directions. It's just the day of college football that we're in. But I think Laura Lee brings up a great point. The receiving core has been fantastic this year in terms of just the opportunities that they've been giving. And it's like it was a weakness last year, obviously, and now it's probably something that can, you know, can prop up Milrow more than you know Milrow having to prop them up.
3: Right, and this might be the game because we, we're we more than likely going to have to beat them
1: with the arm. Well, that's sure what um, Jimbo's going to try and do. They're going to try and make Jalen Milrow beat them. Which, um, by the way, we've already lost, what, Anderson? JoJo Earl? Yep. Uh, yeah. Aaron Anderson, and JoJo Earl, yeah. Uh, and
2: Anderson was <laughs> flying. They love him, too. They love him. Yeah. 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 Who's Alabama's one? go-to? Prentice. I think Isaiah it's Bond. I, I think Isaiah Bond's
4: the best one in there. Um, but Jermaine Burton was playing his best football before. I think we he's got him he's a little nicked up. By he, was it was a game time yeah. decision. Yeah. So is Deontay Lawson. So is Terrence Ferguson. You could use those guys. He's I good. think
3: Lawson's going to play. Yeah,
4: they said he's practiced fully. You know, Crawford, I, I was just pleasantly
1: surprised, as I'm sure Saban was, he, the way he filled in not only at that position but his play calling.
4: That's, yeah, that, you're the quarterback on on defense. Yeah. He did great. And Jahad Campbell, the sophomore, play Yeah, he's played Crawford, his best football. He's bad. played his best He's football, for, yeah. for sure. And the hey, guy you know this roster before. pretty well. I try. I try. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Always. I'll be prepared. So, it's uh, it's going to be a very, very interesting football game. And uh, we're going to talk with Mick Gillespie about it when we finish up. Come back on the other side of this break as we continue to broadcast Big Noon Sports on this gorgeous Friday. Afternoon. Don't you love Tuscaloosa right now? It's a, it's a little overcast. I don't care. Temperature's down. Uh, I read... Well, on the way over here that uh, temperatures in Alabama will be down in the 40s. I guess on the northeast corner is going to be down did I say, here in the 30s. That's crazy. You're listening to Big Noon Sports. We are at Free, It's the Friday place to be. Come by. I have the meet and 3 lunch menu. Their Lucky Lunch is available. It's right here and we invite you to come by have a cold beer. Enjoy your lunch as we get ready to send the Tide. I guess they're already there to Texas A&M for what may be. I know you got the Red River River rivalry, but this is uh, one of the two, three biggest games in college football. What else this weekend? It's Alabama.
0: Ah. Securing
2: the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing, based right here in Tuscaloosa. Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you.
5: NLMS number 230376. More Big Noon Sports coming up.
1: Hey, welcome back to the program. It's Big Noon Sports. Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, Peyton is with us uh, along with Laura Lee. Laura Lee, just quickly, we're going to bring on our guest, Mick Gillespie. Tell everybody how to get in touch with you. You are the Bama Broker.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can get in touch with me on social media at the Bama Broker. You can email me at Laura Lee at the Bama Broker. Or better yet, call me 205-790-7229. You can also call me at Advantage Realty.
1: I'm going to give you a little heads up on this because I'm going to ask you something later in the show that you need to think about. I got my property tax yesterday. Yes. Can we go into that a little bit later. I want to yeah. bring in Mick, but I just went, what? And I'm not the only one in my neighborhood and, and, and all around us. It just went, my goodness, how much can they grow? Peyton, did you have to worry about that? Not, not yet. Your, not not,
3: yet.
1: Okay. <laughs> not <laughs> yet. Hey, Mick, all this chatter going in is free. You know where we are, don't you? Yeah, I love that it. it's
6: free. I wish I was there with you guys
1: after in England. Yeah, because they have yours on tap, front and center. Right here. Um, Mick we talk baseball for just a second? Because I know everybody wants yeah. to hear your opinions on what's going to happen at uh, College Station this weekend. But I'll start with my Braves. I'm worried about their starting pitching and uh, some injuries in the bullpen. And I, I don't like the matchup with the Phillies whatsoever.
6: Yeah, I'd be worried, too. You know, the Phillies are coming in with so much momentum. I mean, how about that series against the Marlins where they just ripped right through them? Uh, I. That team got so close to the World Series last year. And honestly, I think they're the second-best team in the National League. They just, you know, they weren't going to catch the Braves in the regular season. But I I really like the Phillies in this series. Uh, But you're not going to count the Braves out either. You know, you just got to see if Schrader is going to be able to go out there and get a a win. And they're, they're just using guys that aren't proven. And I feel like the Phillies are coming in full speed.
2: Let's take a look at Alabama traveling to College Station. Uh, Keys to victory for Alabama.
6: Well, I think first thing is just to make sure that they run out of healthy Jalen Mills. I mean, I think they're going to need him in this game. Um, There's definitely been some questions from, you know, around the country on that, on his health. You know, Alabama's saying he's going to be okay. Uh, I I think that he's got to be healthy and and ready to protect the football and keep Alabama in – Situations where they're not putting the defense in, in, in bad field position because I think this is going to be a game that's won and lost on the line of scrimmage and with the defense. And so I, that's why I feel like it's so important for the offense to make Texas A&M and Mac Johnson, uh, Max Johnson have to go the length of the field. Um, and I, I don't think they'll be able to do that against Alabama's defense.
4: Yeah, Mick, so you've seen uh, Alabama kind of fall out of the top ten, kind of out of the national title conversation a little bit after the Texas game. Do you think this is a a game that kind of restarts the Alabama hype train and gets them back into that conversation of first-tier contenders?
6: I mean, they got to win the game. I think they got to win it and and be dominant. Um, You know, I, I don't know that Alabama's up there with those teams right now. You know, with, with the Texas who they lost to and, and, and Ohio State who beat Notre Dame on the road. and But I think they could get there. I mean, they have a defense to rely on. You saw Georgia win with a similar formula the last two years. They're going to have to go into this into this environment, which is going to be really tough. Uh, you know, I do a podcast twice a week with Jake Coker. He said it's the loudest, loudest place he ever played. And Alabama lost there last time. So they got to win this game and then they come back and they, they got to take care of business. It, I, if they went out, you know, they'd be right in that mix again. But, um, the, the line, this is the closest line that we've had against one of these teams, like a Texas A&M, Tennessee type team in a long time, uh, you know, at one or around one. And, um, that tells you what Vegas thinks of Alabama right now. So can they get back in it? Yes. But, you know, for me, I mean, I just, I just hope that they go in there and block and 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 take care of business on Saturday, and if they win by a point, I'd be happy.
3: Well, when you look at the two quarterbacks that are in play, and with Max Johnson taking over at A and M, how would you compare the quarterbacks?
6: Well, I mean, I think that uh, that Max Johnson has. The experience of playing against Alabama when he was at LSU. Uh, last last game, he turned it over three times. But they don't want him to, to run the ball. They want him to stay in the pocket and avoid taking hits. And partly because Texas A&M really doesn't have an experienced third-string quarterback at all. And he's a second-string guy. Um, you know, his job's going to be to try to get the ball to guys like Denius Smith, that we heard from earlier this week, and he's ready to play against Alabama. Uh, and, and a lot of people feel like he's one of the best backup quarterbacks in the comp. You know, that, that he didn't really lose a whole lot, uh, you know, bringing him in. You know, as far as uh, Galen Milrow goes for Alabama, uh, you know, they're going to try to keep him in the pocket. They're going to try to make him throw out of the pocket. Alabama only threw the ball last game 12 times. He got sacked some. Alabama's getting sacked more than any other team in the conference. And Texas A&M leads the conference sacks, and they expect that. Be able to put pressure on him, but I, I think if you're Alabama, it, it, you run the ball at him, and then pick your spot The Texas AM and m secondary isn't good, so if you can get by the pass rush, well then then you can probably do some damage uh, in that you know with the Alabama wide receivers. So I, that's the kind of game I'm expecting. I think it's going to come down to turnovers, and whoever has the, the least amount of turnovers is going to win.
1: I think it's going to come down to special teams, and that's Burnip and Will Reichard, and I think that we've certainly got the strength there.
6: Yeah, look, I, and I, if that's the case, I'd be comfortable with that as well. I mean, you know, Will Riker looks like he could be kicking in the NFL right now. So, you know, he's been great. burnup has been sending teams back. Um, you know, I, 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 think, I think if it comes down to special teams, I, I'd give Alabama uh, the uh, advantage in that category for sure.
2: Nick, uh, just on the offensive side of the ball for Alabama, who, who do you think could be a, an X factor somebody that we're not talking about that perhaps could have a breakout game?
6: Yeah like Tyler Booker. you know I'd love to see him just open up some holes for uh, you know for for, for uh, the running backs and you know maybe a Roy L Williams type of game you know where he's in there grinding it out. Uh, case McClellan you know being from Texas I mean, I'm sure he'd love to have a big game um i i one of those two guys um you know maybe maybe uh you know maybe holding you know making some catches i Jermaine Burton's been kind of big i i i think it's going to be i honestly i think it's going to be one of those old school you know line them up three clouds in a dust type game for alabama and um you know, Jalen Milrow's healthy, and I know he, he's definitely not an unsung hero, but, I mean, I, I could see him ha- breaking off a big run and and seeing the difference in the game. But don't forget about the tight ends either. I mean, this is a very similar offense at times to what the Ravens do, where you got, you know, two, three tight ends in there, and we got guys that can catch. And Amari D- Nyblak's really a good player, you know. I mean, like, he does things with the football. He's hard to bring down. He's got good hands. Uh
2: So maybe him, you know, maybe maybe he's kind of that guy you're thinking of. Um, wow, as my dad would say, the cat farted. But um, okay, the inside inside joke here, yeah. No, Um, people are just driving around. Sorry,
1: (laughs) Uh, make could you hear that? No. (laughs) <laughs>
2: okay. All right. We're just, probably making just, a big deal yeah. out of something we shouldn't. Uh, Go ahead. Mars is y- Yeah, just a, a, a quick follow-up, uh, Mick. <laughs> do you think this is a game where Alabama really wants to bleed clock, have long offensive possessions, limit the amount of possessions that Texas A&M has and make this into a... Uh, 2009 type of uh, slugfest uh, that uh, was the hallmark of Alabama's first national championship team under
6: Saban. I think that's part of it, but I think that this team is more explosive than than '09 was uh, in in a, in a few ways. You know, Milroe has just this amazing arm, and I think Alabama's going to try to play that type of style and then pick their spot and look for the deep ball to score. But like I said before, I I think on defense that if they force Max Johnson to have to drive the length of the field, I think the chances are that he's going to make a mistake. And this defense has been just – they've been ball hawking this year. The secondary that Alabama has might be the best that Nick Saban's had as head coach. They don't even throw on kool Aid side of the field. You know, so maybe he gets a chance to see some balls this week. But, you know, Malachi Moore's been so great at the star position. Dallas Turner's having a, a fantastic season, too. You know, he's in the backfield yeah. a lot. And it's not just the fact. It's that he affects a lot of plays that, that you know, with, with being in the backfield or opening up holes for other guys. And this defense looks really focused and hungry. So, I think, like I said, I think Alabama takes their shots when they're there. They try to basically run the ball and then, and then you know, force Texas A&M to sell out to stop the run throw over top of them. And then on defense, just force Mack Johnson to, to go the length of the field and look for a mistake.
4: I think we've talked about kind of the um, offensive line. It's a little polarizing at this point. You don't really know how to view them. They played a really strong last game and a half. But we're so, you know, we talked about pass protection when you were the, one of the worst in the entire Power Five. How do you view this Alabama offensive line at this point?
6: Well, I mean, I think part of this is, uh, is not just, you know, the offensive line. I mean, part of it is, well, I mean, you know, not blocking. Look, Seth McLaughlin has to snap the ball consistently, and that's been the biggest disappointment of the entire season to me. And, and whether it's him or the snap count or whatever the excuse is, the quarterback and the snapper need to be on the same page, you know, the center. And that, that has to happen, and it hasn't happened yet cleanly for an, an entire game. But I think that's that's one of the reasons why. The other reason why, obviously, you know, you inexperience on the line and, and and guys in the backfield. And then the other thing's been that Milrose kind of calls some of these sacks. You know, it, he holds the ball too long sometimes. You know what they call that, burping the baby. You know, he, he's he got to get rid of it. You know, I think with him, for right now, as he learns progressions and reading defenses, I would say one-two run or one-two throw it away. But don't take the sack. Get rid of the football. And I think if he does that, and as he does that, it's going to help the defense out because he doesn't have to make a big play for this team to win. Basically, what he has to do is just keep the other team as far back as you can do and then wait for the defense to do something and take advantage of it.
1: There is such a fine line between taking a sack and throwing it away. And the only way you define it is through experience. And Alabama can hope that he is to that level. I haven't seen it 100%. Don't
2: you think, Matt, I'm sorry to interrupt, but don't you think he's holding on to it because he doesn't want to make that mistake? He's been coached into not making mistakes to the point where
4: processing it from the like 5 to 20 yards is not as strong as you'd like to see it. I think he can, you know, that's the Intangibles that we talk about that, you know, comes with experience. But it certainly has all the ability. We know that.
1: The million-dollar question of the day concerning Alabama quarterbacks is coming up, and we're going to pose that to Mick Gillespie as we continue to broadcast live on our Friday Place to Be. That's in us free. Come by and have some lunch and a cold beer.
0: go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey everybody, it's Gary Harris. Monday mornings are fun on the Gary Harris Show on Tide 100.9 FM. Coming up at 9 o'clock on Monday, we'll recap Alabama and Texas A&M with Rodney Orr, plus Casey Smith on golf. Your phone calls, 9 a.m. The Gary Harris Show on Tide 100.9 FM. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide 100.9.com.
7: Tide 100.9,
0: Tuscaloosa weather. We'll maintain the chance of a few scattered rain showers this afternoon, mostly cloudy with a high at 79. Tonight showers ending this evening, clearing after midnight below 52. Tomorrow's sunny, breezy, and cool, the high at 67. I'm James Spam on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide
5: 100.9. It's 77 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is the Big Noon Sports Network.
1: Free Irish Pub. The Lucky Lunch menu is intact. Let's see. Uh, all right, Larley, if you were ordering the meat and three, which is only $9.99, you have to quickly tell me because uh, you you got the Kaneka uh, and onions the other day pretty good. But
3: yeah, it's pretty good. What would good. you order today? Well... Uh, Maybe. More fried pickles. Yeah, <laughs> which we already did.
2: <laughs> Extra mustard. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Gosh, I don't know. It all looks so good. I mean, country uh, country fried steak, which I don't normally eat. But you know what? My husband said the shepherd's pie was really you good. Know,
1: I don't eat that very often, but now would be a good time. All right. Uh, Last night, James Mann was a media guest on Hey Coach with Nick Saban. And one of the questions... And we all know that uh, James Spann may be the national king of social media. Yeah. I mean, he really he has millions and millions, like 30 million followers. It's just so he asked Nick Saban, he read on um, on social media that uh, hamstring pull by Milrow. Had you heard that, Mick, and your reaction to it? And is this just a hoax that we probably shouldn't propagate? Some, uh,
6: yeah, can you guys hear me?
2: Yeah, yeah we got you. Now.
6: Okay. Yeah, yesterday I started to get asked by people that I know out in Las Vegas, and one of those guys came on my uh, YouTube channel and talked about it, uh, and Kenny Kenny White, who has been handicapping in Vegas for his entire life. I did it, now he does it, uh, about the line. Because the first thing that I noticed was the line was like seven, then it was like four and a half, and then it was like one. And I haven't looked at it recently, but you don't see a line fall like that unless they think something's going on. And he told me that um, that that they had a report from one of their guys that they get information from that Milrow wasn't going to play, that he got hurt in practice. So, you know, I, I asked around, and, and that's not the feeling that I got from uh, the people that I know at Alabama. But I, I don't know. Something's going on. I mean, you know whether they want to say it or not. You know something's going on because of that that line. You know whether they're wrong out in Vegas or not, but they're pretty good at knowing when something's happening. So um, I, I hope that it, it was one maybe it's one of those things where he got hurt earlier in the week, or somebody got some bad information. I don't really know, but the line itself. And the fact that, you know, that these guys are coming on the record and saying, hey, I got information from a guy that is does this for a living and this is, what he, this is why the line's moving, tells me that there, there's smoke. And I don't know if there's fire, but it feels like there's something going on to me.
4: Yeah. If so, if Milrow, if that is true, and Milroe is limited, what do you want to see from this from Tommy Reese and the Alabama offense to adjust to that? Because you know, you know, Milrow's legs are going to be a big factor in any game. But say he's limited, where do you want to see Tommy Reese turn the game plan to?
6: Yeah, I mean that would be really tough because part of Milroe's biggest uh, attribute is that he can run, and he, and it's explosive running, you know. And uh, uh, I mean, you'd have to hand the ball off a lot. And, then, and, again, you still take chances throwing the ball. But I, I'd be really concerned about him not being mobile because, uh, you know, we know that when he's in the pocket for too long and he doesn't throw the ball away and he holds on to it, bad things happen for Alabama. So I, I guess that's why the spread is almost at, at a pick 'em right now because what do you do if you're Tommy Reese? You know, that's that's the million-dollar question. And it's not like you feel comfortable with the two backups. Um, Simpson was better than, than Butler, and then, uh, you know, and, and, and Laudergan was better than both of them in practice and in the 8 8 game, but we've never seen him playing a game before. You know, he doesn't have the experience. So, this is a, it's a really tough situation for Alabama if Milro is, is limited or hurt or out.
3: Well, uh, it seems like that perhaps they're, might that might be a bunch of bunk so hopefully we don't have to worry about that um as far as the offensive line our offensive line against their defensive line i think a lot of people are concerned about that so what are your thoughts on how alabama may be able to rise up and help us out
6: I mean, I think it just comes down to, uh, you know, basically getting a good push and, and guys winning their battles, their individual battles, and, and taking care of their assignment. I think the offensive line has heard this all week. Uh, I, I'm sure they've seen that Texas A&M and their players have made it clear that they don't think that this Alabama team uh, stacks up to Alabama teams from the past. I mean, uh, Anaya Smith pretty much said that in his press conference, so... I, the motivation's there. And I think it's just, you know, basically just beat the guy in front of you and open some holes and, and, and run the football. And I, I'd say even if Mill is healthy and, and, and it is a, a bunch of bunk, I, 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 that's not my gut feeling. But, you know, if I hope that's the case, then, then you just got to go out there and win your individual battles and run the football.
1: Well, the biggest concern to me is what you just talked about, and that's the moving of the line, and they don't move the line unless they really know something. So maybe they do. Yeah, exactly. I tend I tend exactly. to think that it's it's just a bunk, but by the way, the line was moving in that direction anyway. So Not maybe that it's just one yesterday.
2: Was that before the yeah, uh
1: I think so. Now I could be corrected on that. I don't keep up with that as much as uh, as much as you do, obviously, but uh where's your money going as long as we're talking? Should I? Ask? I'm not sure. Okay. Good. <laughs> by the way, we'll know it's bottom of the hour because yes, Reagan will be along. Yeah. All right. Uh, is is it the O line? Is it that what that Alabama has to establish tomorrow? Is that it, Mick?
6: Yeah, I think they've got to be physical, and I think they got to run the football. Uh, don't turn it over. Play field position, and uh, set the defense up. You know, I'm I'm sure if Alabama wins the, the toss, you know, you'll defer to the second half, and and try to do some stuff with with the the defense and. I'm so curious about this game. I mean, there's just so many different factors right now that we don't know, question mark. Uh, but if I was Alabama and Mill Rowe was banged up, I wouldn't let Texas A&M know. I mean, because if, if we don't know, they don't know. So, I mean, there, there's, a, there's also gamesmanship that goes into this. Uh, but it, this is, to me, this is one of the most curious games Alabama's played in a long time.
2: Mick, this is the uh, obligatory Nebraska volleyball question. I mean, Nebraska football question. Um, Nebraska is playing Illinois tonight in Champaign, and uh, in all thoughts are going to be with uh, Dick Buckus and his family. We lost Dick Buckus yesterday. Pound for pound, probably the greatest defensive player of all time. Just your thoughts on Dick Buckus.
6: Yeah, look, I I, I was watching uh, Monday Night Football last night, and you know Buckus was a great bear, and it's kind of ironic that they were playing on Thursday, you know, and we lost Buckus. I thought he was awesome in the media. I always liked listening to him, uh, you know, on different sports shows talking about football. He he had a passion for the game, not just the Bears, but the game in general. And and he's one of the all-time greats. I mean, you, when you hear the name Dick Buckus, I mean, it's, you know, you you know exactly who every who you're talking about i mean i don't think there's many people that like football that don't know who he is he lived a great life and um you know he's one of those guys who you you think about when you think about the hall of fame
1: indeed and i think we need to go into greater detail about yeah, I see that. the hall of fame I mean, you talk about legend i mean he defined linebacker in many ways we'll talk more about that hey tell everybody where they can pick you up this weekend man
6: yeah, hey, check me out. Uh, YouTube, the uh, Bama Tailgate. Got stuff we put on there every day. The Tailgate show is going to be on tonight from the poor Bama. I'm actually driving there in about a minute. As soon as I get off with you guys, 5 to 7, and then you can listen to it across the state on radio tomorrow. Uh, so uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, Bama's able to get this thing done, and we're laughing about the uh, the line in Vegas and all that stuff when we talk next. But roll tide, everybody. Have a great weekend.
1: Alright, thank you. That's Mick Gillespie. Again, this is Big Noon Sports. We're coming to you live from Free. It's the place to be. It's the Irish pub to be on Friday afternoons and throughout the weekend. So drop by and see us and grab a lucky lunch, a cold beer or a burger or some fried pickles. But uh, when we get back on the other side of the hour, of course, we're going to get our picks with Reagan from R&R Cigars. But I also want to go back to something that I think Laura Lee remembers. Y'all will remember. It was called the Hurricane Bowl. Alabama yeah. Texas A&M. What an amazing game and situation that was back in 1988. That's coming up on Big Noon Sports.
2: Throughout the entire process, the Bama broker will equip you with the tools you need to both buy a home and build financial wealth through home ownership. Trust me, the Bama broker. at thebamabroker.com That's Laura Lee at thebamabroker.com
0: It's the Tide 100.9 30k Workday Payday with cash every weekday 8 to 5. Here's this hour's cash code 707
1: Again, that's 707
0: The code is (laughs) 707 Enter that code now on the Tide 100.9 app. Click on the 30k payday button and enter the code for a chance to win thirty thousand dollars.
5: <laughs> Covering SEC sports like Kudzu on the roadside. This is Big Noon Sports.
1: Coming to you live as we do every Friday between noon and two. Big noon sports from Innisfree Irish Pub right here at the top of the strip in downtown Tuscaloosa. Drop by. We've got lunch, gold beers, beverages, and um, your favorite cocktail, whatever you want. It's here for the football weekend, and that includes games tonight. have got Illinois and Nebraska. And tomorrow it's full slate, including Alabama, Texas. But We've also got the Red River Rivalry. Didn't they used to call this the Red River Shootout? And because of our culture today, we couldn't use gun language in it. Do you, do you remember that, Robbie? I, I remember, but oh, I can't remember they did switch it.
8: Up. No, that sounds about right. It's like, uh, you know,
1: Washington used to be the Bullets, but now they're the Wizards. I yeah. can't go down this road. Yeah, don't go down that road. There's a lot of changes. I, <laughs> um, I mentioned going to the top of the hour, the Hurricane Bowl. Laura Lee, you remember it. What do you remember when I say Hurricane Bowl?
3: Well, I'm going to age myself because I was in college.
1: Already. Well, that's not bad. I was, I was, already, I was already out and covering the game. I wasn't there, <laughs> but, okay, but anyway, I, I got you. Believe me.
3: Yeah. So it then played in, uh, December and we had just lost to Auburn, if I remember correctly. And it had to be
1: because Curry never beat Auburn. Oh,
3: yes. And um, so we go down there, and we ended up winning the game pretty decisively.
1: 30-10, we kicked their baggy butt.
3: Yes, we did, which was a much-needed win uh, after losing to our rivals. And I do remember um, one of my friends who ultimately, they drove down there. They were trying to get me in the car to go. And I had to be somewhere like on that Sunday so I couldn't go down there.
1: Well, it all started when they were supposed to play three months earlier. It was played December 1st of 88. They were supposed to play three months earlier, but there was a hurricane, I believe it was Gilbert, that was threatening Texas. And Bill Curry picked up the phone. He called people at the airlines in Atlanta. He called weather forecasters. And they said, don't get on a bus. Don't get on a plane. You're not going Don't Don't do that. Well, it turned out Gilbert was kind of a bust and never even got into that part of Texas. But Curry received unmitigated. You remember that, Robbie? I remember. You would have thought he'd stolen something from College Station. And they wore him out for three months. And then, you know what happened? Alabama wore them out for three hours.
8: Yep. That's what happens you start calling us out like that. We're going to come back and whoop you in your house. Well, it was uh, before
1: you were born, baby. <laughs> Hell, Right? Are you, just, are you just reading about it? Yeah, before he your parents were married. So. No textbooks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> but you do read up on it. Yeah. <laughs> but that was one of the more memorable Texas A&M and Alabama games. And, yes, Alabama, I remember this, believe it or not. I watched that game from a bar you would know if I could give you the address in New York City. I was up there covering the NASCAR end of the year banquet. And they were awarding Dale Earnhardt Sr. one of his seven championships. And so, well, what do we do here? And so we ducked out and we found a little bar that had to. And you'd be surprised how many Alabama fans there are. You wouldn't. Right. But there are so many Alabama fans in New York City. It's crazy.
3: Oh, yes, there are.
1: And you're a Louisiana guy, right? Yes sir. Yes. Is I know LSU would be first. Who's the
4: second most popular team in your state in terms of colleges? Yeah, uh, probably Tulane or. Oh yeah, ULL maybe the uh, University of Louisiana. Is Alabama yeah, not liked in Louisiana at all? Well, it is sometimes. I mean, I was I was definitely an alienated person when it comes to college football. I was one of the ones on uh, purple and gold day at school. I was wearing crimson and white, so that was the cost for some slander on my half for sure.
1: You know, guys, I was reading a map about a week ago, obviously, of of the United States of America, and they were able to measure how many clicks per college football team there were state by state. You want to guess how many states out of our 50 clicked more on Alabama than any other? How many out of 50? 50. 50 out of 50? Oh, Laura Lee, that's a great (laughs) guess. Uh, you guys want to take a shot? I mean, you, you think you think of Alabama, and you think of the, the, the states surrounding, and, you know, you're not going to get Tennessee, you're not going to get Georgia. But you'd be surprised how many little little bitty states up in New Northeast. England, yeah, like right. Delaware yeah. and yeah. Vermont. Yeah. And then another one that I was surprised is New Mexico. Hey, New Mexico yeah. loves the Crimson Tide. There were
4: 14, 14. states All that right. clicked yeah. more on Alabama than any other. I'm glad I didn't guess. I feel like I would have made look like a fool there. But well,
1: Laura at least yeah. started us off with yeah. 50.
3: You well, can't that's why I mean, you that can guess. only go yeah. yeah, 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 no, there.
1: That's right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Robbie uh, Robbie Glenn, former Alabama <laughs> baseball player, in front of the show. Uh, first of all, update us on how your golf tournament. You may have done that last week, but I've got my Striker Strong T-shirt, and I know everything went well when you had your tournament here. A couple oh yeah, of ago.
8: it's hard to believe it's already been a couple weeks, but it went great. The uh, biggest one we've had uh, probably. The best run we've had. One to have that many golfers, that many sponsors, and everything in one section in Highland. It went great. Uh, just got dark on us a little, little bit there at the end. But uh, well, that happens when you have like what? How many? Two hundred and eighty-eight golfers. Hmm. Yeah. That's so a little slow play. It, but even it actually if there's a little done.
1: slow play. You guys have so much for the, the the golfers to do.
8: Yeah, there was something to do on almost every hole. I believe I went to different tents and they were doing. You know, just games to play with uh, different golfers that were coming up. And, of course, shots were involved or whatever they had, jello shots or different things to have. Golf shots. Of
1: yeah, golf shots. There golf we go. Shots. <laughs> yeah, golf shots. All right. So, uh, g- give me your thoughts on what's going to happen tomorrow.
8: Uh, you know, it seems like we talk about this every week. You know, here we are. Bama's going to play against another team that's uh, – and everyone's, like, doubting some stuff. Um, I'm seeing Bama get better each week in the positions that they need to get better at. The defense is strong they're going to keep him in the game but now we're improving on the line we're improving on our play calling hopefully uh I believe he's getting smarter with some stuff Milrose is getting better I feel like we're gonna we're gonna take this game I don't think it's going to be a runaway by any means uh, I think riger's going to come into a play our kicking game strong and we're gonna end up pulling away again but I I think it's still low both defenses are strong 2410 kind of 2413 kind of kind of game uh, but a win for Bama
1: what are your uh, thoughts on Milro? Is this a hoax or is he is he really a little
8: bang? I, I haven't heard that. And then you start watching the lines like they were this morning. It's starting to go back up. Yep. Two and three. So yeah. I, I know people yeah. are starting to place bigger bets today and tomorrow. The big guys do. But something was leaked out. Maybe they know he's playing or that was a hoax. And now the bets are going back. I think it's, what, up to two and a half now? or Oh, yeah. is it? Two, two and, and a, half. a half. It's gone it back up. It's gone down, I think, this Which morning to around saw, a half.
4: Yesterday I saw it. at a pick'em. Yeah. Hey, that's crazy.
1: So now you're saying it's up to what, two and a half? Two and a half two That's half. what,
8: last I heard. Well, so, well, okay.
1: I'm not a gambler. I don't know. But okay. you guys keep up. I keep up a little bit. That means that maybe it's not true.
8: That's no, not true. It can't be ready. I'm to
4: show up. I'm not sure I, I it's really hard to say, but when you see something like a, a prospective reporter come out and say like a blue check say that it's a hoax that's right. whenever you hear something's a hoax, like that's usually something you hear from like you know forums and stuff like that, not from a actual big j journalist so um i'm 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 under the impression that he's okay. You know, my, my buddy in the, on the um, training staff says that he's fine. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to say he's okay, but I like having the little mix up of, you know, wh- what's A&M, you know, what's their reaction to that, all that news.
1: Well, it's certainly given us a topic today. Well, yeah. you're a red elephant. You're the incoming president, right? What, right? what are your sources, sir?
3: It's a yeah. hoax. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but planning. it's also, it's, it's one of those things. There aren't reporters in these practices. You know, and you're talking about the Internet. Stuff gets made up all the time. And even you see reporters pick it up. They saw it somewhere, and they start announcing it and blah, 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 blah. And I just, uh, I mean, it's a hoax.
1: Well, it's uh, it's social media, and we deal with it all the time. I'm going to tell you guys, it also dates me again. But 20 years ago, we wouldn't have touched this story on air. No. I mean, it was just not journalistic sound yeah. to bring out a story like this on air or in print. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're just you radio back then, were I was on AM radio, AM radio. I was on yeah,
9: television.
1: <laughs> we had a uh, we had a podcast back. Then. Don't you remember my podcast in '88? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, hey, let's take a break. Bottom of the hour. R and All will be with us, and we'll uh, make our predictions. I want to get y'all's thoughts on some of the other games around the nation as we continue. And free live. We'll be here until two. You should be here all weekend on Big Men Sports.
0: Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We'll maintain the chance of a few scattered rain showers this afternoon, mostly cloudy with a high at 79. Tonight showers ending this evening, clearing after midnight below 52. Tomorrow's sunny, breezy, and cool, the high at 67. I'm James Spam on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 77
5: degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best sports talk in Alabama. This is Big Noon Sports.
1: Live from minutes Free. It is the Irish pub and the place to be on Fridays. We broadcast here every single game, home or away. Since the tide is on the road we will uh, be entertaining a lot of people here I know tomorrow that will just come in and watch the football game, but you're more than welcome to come by here and uh, grab a burger, some fries, and a cold beer uh, as we will broadcast until 2, and I'm sure this place will be packed as it is every every Friday and Saturday night throughout the college football season and just throughout the semester. So let's put that in there. All right. Um, we just talk about Alabama and Texas A&M to a certain extent, and we'll get some picks at the bottom of the hour with Reagan from R&R. But I want to I'll ask you, Arlie, what you think about Kentucky and Georgia. By the way, if you're one of these people keeping up with the point spread, last time I checked, it was Georgia by fourteen and a half.
3: Well, I think what we have all seen is that Georgia is very beatable, and I think they should have lost last week. But then you have Brock Bowers, and he is—he he's the best player on that team, hands down. And so I, unless Kentucky finds a way to contain him, they're going to lose. Um, I, I think Kentucky has also been a, a surprise, but, uh, they've got a great coach. They've got some good players on there. I think they, um, are going to be a tough team, but it's at Georgia. so I think crowd factor and the fact that, uh, Perhaps they didn't have everything, their act together last week when they went to Auburn thinking, you know, this isn't going to be much of a game. And then they almost got to come, you know, took on a loss.
4: Yeah, you know, Alabama knows a lot about going to Jordan-Hare Stadium and, yeah, and walking a little bit. It is the voodoo to a <laughs> degree. But I think this being in Sanford is like the big factor here. I think Kentucky leans a little bit too much on Ray Davis. I mean, they, he ran for 280 yards last week. It's going to be hard to lose a game when you do that. But um, for... For Kentucky to stay in this game, it's up to Devin Leary, who's an experienced starter coming from NC State last season. Uh, Nine of twenty for 60 yards last week's not going to get it done. Uh, Georgia, I think their secondary can be had, so that's where the, miss, the matchup that you want to take advantage of and you want to make some big throws. If you're going to have a chance to stay in this game because if they start to punt a lot, then it's going to fall. You're going to see this 14 and a half and you're gonna be like, oh, it's going to go way over that. Like I think there's a chance Georgia could dominate this game.
1: Yeah, Bobby. I, I think uh, George is about to unleash the dogs. I, yeah. I, I think last week, coupled with Kentucky coming in, and a lot of people are are pulling the you know the wildcat's horn here. Uh, but it's also I hate this because I like Stoops. I like Kentucky football, believe it or not. But it's that time of year where they start to fold.
8: It, it is, and, and you're going to Georgia, and, and Georgia's strength is uh their defensive line and their linebackers. And Kentucky's known for their running, uh, that running back can go, but. Their quarterback has to step up, and he hasn't really stepped up all year to me. Um, so that's going to hurt them when you come one-dimensional with Georgia. And I think Georgia stepped up last week. They went to a hostile environment. Like we said, Auburn's tough. And that quarterback showed. Now, he did have the best player in college football I've seen with Brock as his go-to. But still, he stood in there and made some passes. I think he grew up. Now he's going to be at home with his crowd. He's going to step up and he's going to play good. I expect Georgia to probably handle them pretty good. Laura Lee is as a
1: long-time Alabama fan and incoming president of the Red Elephant Club. Is Hugh Freeze catching your attention?
3: Well, yes. I mean, I don't think um, there's a question that he's a good coach. And he's going to be able to recruit the players. And, you know, I've heard that the players like him. But, you know, I'm, I'm not a Hugh Freeze fan.
1: And you're not an Auburn fan.
3: Well, so if we no.
1: Couple of those two.
3: No, I am the opposite of <laughs> an Auburn there's
1: fan. There's a long walk off a short period. <laughs> were you freeze here before too terribly?
3: Yeah, left. but you, you know, I think he is someone we're going to have to contend with. Um, mm-hmm. You know, his coaching abilities aside, um, you know that's that's the part that I don't really like. But hey, I I went to school with John Cohen. Uh, the ad now from um at auburn and i asked john i i i did i was kind of like shocked that he hired him because john is very straight laced and uh by the book and hey if he's convinced that all those other issues are behind hugh freeze that you know who am i to say Everybody deserves a second or third chance, third. right? Yeah.
4: <laughs> what do you think about the Auburn Tigers? On the outside looking in, it's one of those things where it's like Hugh Freeze is not going to be very likable to some people around the SEC because just on the outside looking in, he, kept, he ruffled some feathers last week with the guys dropping for fake injuries and stuff like that. Um, but he's beaten, you know, he beat Nick Saban two times in a row. Not many coaches have done that, and it's just kind of the, his brash, like gung ho spirit that kind of I think that attracts players and i think in terms of brian like compared to brian harson who's kind of vanilla in a way except he had that scandal of course but like as a coach kind of vanilla like, i think Hugh Freeze brings that brashness that they wanted that auburn loves as a program and um so i think that they're going to be better for it i think it was the right hire for sure Probably.
8: yeah i know you're you know me and auburn but, uh, the <laughs> yeah you know it's auburn but Hugh Freeze scares me I mean, he is an, <laughs> an offensive minded coach and he has had savings number and then we get to the end of the year it's at their place so I don't want to look nice. ahead but they are going to be a little bit more confident playing a lot better unless you know any injuries but yeah that game scares me at the end of the year going to their place
1: well uh, we've all been down there when Jordan Harris gotten jacked up and from the people I've talked to that were there this past weekend among them Terry Henley the former running back at Auburn said it was uh it was a top five clip as far as the excitement there so if you get that with Georgie imagine hardly what it's going to be will you go Will you go down to Auburn? No, I do
3: not go to Auburn. Have you
1: ever been to a game at Auburn?
3: Oh, yes, I've been down there, but I'm not giving one dime, not one red cent (laughs) of my money to that county or that school. So, no, I don't go to the game. Well, how do
1: you really feel about (laughs) Auburn here? Well, that's
3: how I feel.
1: That's how you feel. (laughs) Uh, You know what? I think you're in the majority. Uh especially around these microphones right here. But uh it's uh it's something for um all, not just Alabama, all the Southeastern Conference Robbie to give notice of. Yeah, uh, it is he freezes here and he's here to stay and unless he does something else really, really stupid, which I don't foresee.
8: No. Uh, he's got the backing too. Auburn's ready to be back in the SEC championship eventually, so they think they got their coach. Can you imagine if their Bama rolls in there and a loss knocks them out of the SEC and the national championship? If oh. they run, you think Almer's going to be fired up for that game? That's happened. There'll be It, is, in the it, I mean, it has yeah.
3: happened, and that's what uh, well, when I was. We got
8: to get through tomorrow
3: us. first, though. It's voodoo.
1: Yeah, it's uh, voodoo. we are carting the horse a little bit, but yep. uh, when you start talking about the Iron Bowl, you can talk, to, you know. Was it, uh, 365 days a year about it? Hey, Peyton. Peyton Davis is our guest, and uh, he is a student at the University of Alabama. Um, What? Who's the best team you've seen so far this year? Give me two or three. I'm not talking about the SEC. It may be in the SEC. Uh, But I don't see a defined team. Mine would be
4: Michigan. I'm going to say Texas. Uh, I saw them up close and personal. The way that they're experienced on the lines of scrimmage on both sides and then the playmakers they have on in the secondary and then on, at receiver, I mean, you're not going to find a better receiving core than Xavier Worthy and uh, A.D. Mitchell uh, in the entire country. And then Quinn Ewers is talented enough to get them the ball. And so Michigan, in terms of a complete team, I think that they, they have the best win in the country probably coming here and beating Alabama and Brian Denny. I think they're the best team I've seen. Michigan, to me, always. I kind of feel is... Not fraudulent. I think they have a really, really good roster. You know, big, uh, you know, big, uh, the offensive line, they push people around and they get that running game going in the Big Ten. But once they, once they play teams out of conference and maybe even Penn State this year, who's got really strong, um, front seven, a really strong front seven and then Ohio State, who looks pretty good right now with the win at Notre Dame as well. So I think that my sense of Michigan is that I, I need them to prove it to me at first. I don't think they've really proven much so far. I think Texas is the most proven um, legitimate contender to me when I watch them play.
1: I get the feeling we're all going to have a different team. Laurel, best team you've seen so far?
3: Well no, I have the same team. <laughs> Texas. Because, Texas. Uh, maybe because I watched them, we all were yeah. there and watched them play uh, up close and personal. I'm, I look forward to watching the game tomorrow before the Alabama game and I've been uh, following them, but when you look around the country, and, of course, you have the regular names, Ohio State, and you see USC come in, and uh, even Penn State's creeping in, and Michigan, and I've watched all of them. I've watched USC several times. They're not that good. Nobody, you know, this is a down year, I think, around college football in general, because Right now, the best team is not in the SEC, and when was the last time we said that?
6: Well, don't
4: you think uh, this, is, eight, what, nine years this again? is what the NCAA really wants with the transfer portal and NIL and all that stuff? They want to see more parity. You know, that was a big topic of conversation a few years back when Alabama and Clemson were um, going to the championship every year uh, facing each other. But I think this is what the NCAA wants to see before the big, you know, sort of unraveling after this year.
1: Robbie, I'm going to table your thoughts for just one moment. Steve has been on hold for a while. My bad for not going to him earlier. Hey, Steve, how you doing? What's on your mind?
10: Ladies and gentlemen, How's everybody?
1: We're fantastic.
10: Man, you know what? I got up early today. Uh, Lars and Matt, you you probably don't want to appreciate this. It was about 11.15. And I went yeah. down to my neighborhood, Waffle House. He lives our dream life. I tell you what. For for the for the money, you cannot beat a Waffle House breakfast. Two eggs, two sausages, hash browns, and a, and, a, and a waffle as big as uh, Captain America's shield. I mean, it, it's hard to it's hard to beat it. Hey, yeah, listen, and that's your first you.
1: important meal of the day, so you're off. <laughs> and, you're off and running. It Steve.
10: Yeah, you know, I won't eat for another thirty five or forty minutes. <laughs> and it's just it's outstanding. It's that. Don't let anybody tell you different. Hey, listen, I got. A, let me run something by all of you. I'd like to have uh, Laura Lee, uh, Peyton, all, all your all your uh, insights on this. All right, let's play this thing out. Let's just say A&M runs the table from here on out. I, I hope they don't because I got no love for for, for Fisher. <clears throat> Let's just say they run the table from here on out, make it to Atlanta, win in Atlanta, and then possibly go to the playoffs. Who gets the credit, Fisher or Petrina? Uh
3: Florley, you're on deck. Petrino. I mean, what we've really? seen uh, is so different this year uh, from last year and absolutely 100% Petrino.
4: Um, I'm going to lean probably that way, too. I mean, you just seen over the last two years when, um, you know, Jimbo Fisher, the main play caller, it's just like he's stuck in the early 2010s. Like, he's, like, not adapting to the modern college uh, game in terms of what you want to see on offense, spreading teams out in motion and all that. So you've, you've seen a little bit more from that this year. And um, I think... I think Fish will get credit because he's the one who recruited the players and got the players there because he's done a great job doing that. Um, but I think Petrino, will people will be like maybe that was the missing piece for them if they make that run that people were expecting last
8: year. Yeah, Petrino. But uh, first of all, let's that'll be all squashed tomorrow when <laughs> when Bama wins. <laughs> yeah, oh, and, exactly. uh, yeah, it'll be won't, won't matter. But um, yeah, I, Petrino will get credit.
1: I would say. Um, Jimbo, and uh, a lot of that will come from the Texas A&M supporters, particularly their boosters, because they are find, trying to find some way to justify that $90 million a year contract. So, there you have that. Steve, I look forward to your comments. What else you got?
10: Well, I was just wondering, if Petrino gets the credit, then what good is Jimbo Fisher? I don't know.
1: you going to say. <laughs> he,
10: had, he, he had the talent last year and didn't do squat. And then he brings in one coach, one coach And it's changed things completely. Does that make them think we are overpaying Jimbo Fisher? Uh, does this cost him his, no, it won't cost him his job, obviously. But, uh, I'm just, I'm just curious as to, as to the, you know, the fan base, the national media, as to what, what, where, where to go from here. I know, uh, Jeff Spiegel and I agree that there's still a forest fire to come. Uh, Okay, let's, let's, let's just say that Alabama wins tomorrow. Who gets blamed? Fisher or Petrino?
1: Fisher, head coach, will get it. Yeah, Fisher. I think any any laurels yeah. will be tossed
4: for to the Petrino, and uh, any of the negative comments will be go they'll go to Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, he had not done anything yeah. this year to make his seat any warmer or less warm than it is now. I think he's still in the hot seat a little bit. And um, a win, you know, winning at home when I think this is like the most in terms of a Texas A&M perspective, this is probably like the most winnable game that they've. They played against Alabama over the years. You can argue about that. But, like, in terms of the way they match up versus the Alabama team, I think it plays very much into their favor and in Kyle Field as well, where it's so intimidating. I'm almost glad it's an afternoon game for the sake of Alabama because I feel like if Milro went in there at night, it just get, it's going to be crazy anyway. I, I want to see how he responds to it. That's what I'm most interested to Well, he's had a dose of it, you know, last year, yep. especially. Yeah. So
1: we'll see. Uh, before I let you go, Robbie, uh, I didn't get a chance to ask you who you. Who's the most impressive team you've seen so far?
8: Well, we're going to find out a lot tomorrow. But last time I checked, Georgia's still number one team to be knocked off. But Oregon, strong with how many points, but have they played anybody? Florida State, very strong, but they're newcomers. I, I want to see how it matches up tomorrow. We're going to see how- if we manhandle Tex A&M, then that means Miami's not as strong as we thought they were. Kind of follow my little path yeah. there yeah. that we haven't really seen anybody match up we're just getting into the conference play now. We're just now yeah. getting into the big play. And so I want to see how they handle actual comp- competition. Let's see how Oregon handles Washington. Let's see how Washington handles Oregon. You're not going to score 70 points on them. If they do, then Oregon's for real.
1: What happened with Miami
4: is still a little bugaboo. I mean,
1: is Miami Miami that good? Where where was that Texas A&M defense back then? But is Miami Miami that good? It's
4: the secondary. The running game, Miami had no success on the ground. It's Tyler Van Dyke and the way he was able to throw that night. And I remember back in the spring when there were whispers of Tyler Van Dyke maybe transferring here, which, you know, maybe you would have liked that. I'm still going to give Milrose some credit. I'm going to give him some time to adjust. Still excited about him. Again, it's going to
1: come down to – Alabama being able to run the ball and then throw the ball on that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Per, absolutely. Perhaps,
8: uh, our yeah. tight ends got to get in play tomorrow.
1: And they will. Oh, and I Alabama more, use and them. Like they it. have used them effectively pretty much every game this year. All right, uh, Steve, thanks for your call. we got to get out of here for just a moment and come back, and we'll be talking with Reagan of R&R Cigar. The mansion is literally about 10 blocks from here, so maybe that's our stop on the way out here. You're listening to Big Noon Sports. We're coming to you live from Free.
0: Built to win. Ball game, Alabama wins. Built for championship. Heading for the title. By Bama, the Crimson Tide play here. Join us Saturday as the Crimson Tide kick on Texas A&M at Kyle Field. Our coverage begins at 1130 on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too.
2: Call Haley on her cell. Yes, her cell. 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you.
6: NLMS
5: number 230376. From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports.
1: Coming live from NS Free, right here at the top of the strip, downtown Tuscaloosa, the Iris Pub, and drop by here all day long. Grab some cold beer, whatever you uh, desire to eat. Whether I had one of their Chicago hot dogs last week or week before last, because I wasn't here last Friday, but I missed it. But it was pretty darn good. If you've ever had a real Chicago hot dog, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Speaking of hot dogs, <laughs> let's go to Reagan with R&R as uh, we're going to get his picks. And Reagan, I got to jump out here in front of the the bus that is called Lars Anderson. <laughs> he called Colorado and, man, thanks to the primetime and the Buffaloes, they came back and covered Way to go Lars.
2: Not only covered. Have you been they, waiting for this all day, I all have, week? I have, <laughs> I have. You know, you've seen me, uh, I, I had to take two segments off because I was uh, working on my abacus here and, and trying to figure out all the math. Guess who is has a 75% winning percentage right now? Well, it's right not, now. Reagan, Again, it's, it's not Let's move along, shall <laughs> okay. <We> <laughs> so overall for the year, uh, yours truly is 15 and 5 That's against the spread. Nobody in Vegas is doing anywhere You'll near me. You want to start your online? Matt, I'm I you could buy a Matt, segment you're, you're, a you're, at 50, show. <laughs> you're 55% at 11 and 9. And Reagan, you're not doing too bad. Really, it's okay, buddy. Uh, you're at 50%, 10 and 10. Um Reagan, just any thoughts on your picks last week? Uh, it was a it was a tough week for you, and a tough week for Matt. You guys each went one and three. Yeah, you know, the USC, all of us got, we went to <laughs> Kansas City, gosh dang, Patrick Mahomes, getting the end zone at the end of that uh, game. Come on,
1: blame, blame it on the Swifties. And then
2: uh, <laughs> I, I took Ole Miss, and, and both you guys took uh, LSU, and we all took Bama. So, uh, Reagan, just uh, your, your general thoughts of, of where you are at this point in the season.
9: Well, I'm about like Nebraska,
2: Lars. Ooh. <laughs> Actually, I think you're better than he comes out with a Gibson fastball.
9: <laughs> wow! You know, uh, you know, we can't all win at everything else in life, so some of us have to, you know, have to have their weekly rankings for the sports picks. But that's okay. You know, speaking of sports picks, I'm on my way. Over to tonight. I'm headed over to the Pearl River uh, Resort tonight. I'm going. I'm, unless we are taking our first trip since Raina, oh, nice. uh, where we're going to be, where we're both going to be away from Raina overnight. So, uh, yeah, that's 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 going to be fun. But you know what, Lars. I tell you what, I'll go over to their timeout sports lab, you give me your picks, I'll put them, I will bet your picks this weekend, and I'll tell you, and we'll see how much money that we actually make.
1: Wait, I, I'm, I'm going to have to interrupt here, okay? If Lars comes yeah. around or puts any money on these games, he's going to lose. Okay, it's yeah. the games that he well, bets on. Well, no, he real, har- no, no. There's
9: real money on it now. Yeah, there's see, money on then it he, now, Lars. I, mean, then I will make You're my pick. Next week. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm in. I, I will right. make my pick, and then I'll I'll fill in a bet slip for you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll put the bet slip for me. I'll put a bet slip for you. I can parlay them or make individual picks. Doesn't matter, and we'll see who takes home the glory, <laughs> which is actual cash
2: money. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, it, Nothing spells it out. I, like. I, all I got to tell you is 75% uh, versus 50%. Okay, win percentage. So let's, let's see if it
9: plays. Let's w- see if it plays this weekend. Oh, all right, right. We okay. got to go. All right. right, here we, yeah. yeah. here we go. We did okay, week. all
2: right, okay. Uh, OU Texas, big game here. Texas, five and a half point favorite. Uh, You know what? I'll I'll just tell you first what I'm thinking. Uh, I'm going Texas all the way. Reagan?
9: Okay, Swami. You know what? Because you put Texas, boomers sooner. (laughs) I like boomers. Randy's nickname is Boom Boom because he's the biggest boomer of them all. And Boom Boom I'm not betting against boomers. I'm not betting against the boomers, right? We like boomers. They're great. A lot of my customers, big boomers. I'm a big boomer this weekend. Texas always struggles in this game. I'm just ready for the Steve Sarkeesian letdown. This game seems like the right game for the letdown for Steve Sarkeesian. I'm ready. Boomer, Sooner, baby.
2: Matthew. I'm taking Texas. All right. Uh, next game, Kentucky, Georgia, Georgia, 14-and-a-half point favorite. I'm all over Georgia.
9: Yeah, I'm not surprised. Only dog I'm scared of is Commander Biden, Joe Biden's dog that fit like 12 people. Okay? I'm not scared of the Georgia <laughs> Bulldogs. I'm all in on Kentucky this weekend. My good friend, Jeff Ruby, best steakhouse oh my God. in the country. Yes. Ruby. Uh oh. Big Kentucky guy. They got their running game going. I think they had like 300 yards rushing last week versus Florida. Georgia struggled all year. I like the wild cats of Kentucky, and I'm taking them to the bank. To the bank. Okay.
1: Well, I Lars, I don't know if this bodes well for you, but I'm, i ditto. Uh, I got the Bulldogs. Like I said earlier, I, I feel like that the, the, Auburn game shook them up and they got number 19. And number 19 is a difference maker and he's, he's, he's the best player two, in the country. He's a two touchdown difference maker.
2: opinion, um, so I'll take no, the Bulldogs. I mean, Matt, you're just looking at the results and you're realizing who to follow. Actually, I'm here. just waiting for you to say what you're um, saying. Stop it. So let's <laughs> okay, go to uh, Alabama. <laughs> okay. No, yeah. Before we get to Alabama, let's, let's do, uh, or do you want to do Alabama first? Yeah, let's do Alabama. Alabama A&M. Alabama a one-point favorite. I am roll tide. Reagan.
9: Well, wow, I'm surprised. I can't believe it. Lars is sticking the tide on the Big Noon Sports Show. That's nice. I'm glad to hear it. Look, Texas A&M is a cult, okay? Like, they're a cult. They're weirdos, right? They do their, like, chant. They do their, like, the, the midnight yell Thank or the, the midnight cry. Yeah.
1: Oh, I was trying. Yeah, and, was trash. and then
9: they do the thing where they have, they look like they're at the Charlottesville protests with the tiki torches and stuff. Look, <laughs> there's nothing good about Texas A&M, right? Texas A&M, I think Nick Saban's going to do to Jimbo Fisher what Candy Fisher did to him when she left him. And I think that it's just all over for Jimbo again this week. Had a nice season. Well, I don't even know. He lost to Miami. So if the Miami Hurricanes can beat him, why not Nick Saban? I am all in on Alabama this weekend. I'm 3-0 and right now. Let's go take
1: our fourth. All yeah, right. And, and wait, we're wait, taking wait. it at one. Is that correct? Because yeah. Peyton was definitely turn the break. Yeah,
2: the line's one. going back up. Isn't that correct? We'll, yeah, We'll just do it at one. All right. All right. I'm taking Alabama. All right. I think it's like a three-point yeah. okay. game. But. All right. Cowboys, Double. 49ers, Sunday night, uh, big game, especially for the Cowboys. It's a prove-it game for Dak Prescott. I uh, And the 49ers are, uh, again, it's on, on the road for the 49ers in uh, Jerry World. 49ers are four point favorites nonetheless I am taking the 49ers Reagan.
9: I'm with the 49ers I really like Brock Purdy I like a lot of things I like about Christian McCaffrey I like Maga Joy Bosa uh it's a lot of fun over there. well I don't like San Francisco because well there's some you know I don't you know I don't want to step on a needle but other than that <laughs> I like their football team. City, different football. Yes. I am with the 49ers. I'm giving them four. Yeah, we're giving four points. I'm yep. taking the 49ers and four points.
2: You're a dragon. Right. You're a tra- <laughs> it's, it's like it's- you need to record this to make sure you get all of his little uh,
9: jabs.
1: I get most of them, but well, you're right. Uh, Probably a couple See,
9: of them get jab. the jabs. Did you do that on purpose? Yeah, of course you did. I
1: know that. (laughs) There you go. By the way, I have it on good authority that uh, Brock Purdy is now dating Jennifer Aniston, and she's going to be at the game. game, Hey, And and she will be very visible, and all the Friends fans will now
2: be spiking the ratings. Have you guys guys heard that that Brock Purdy was uh, Mr. Irrelevant? Have you ever heard that? No. Yeah. Yeah. Got, well, not anymore. Say that every time. 49 wow. uh, Yeah, Matt, what I'm are taking, you taking? I'm taking San Francisco.
1: We we took everything the same, Lars. Well, it's about time. With that? Yeah. I should be copying you. <laughs> you're about to hit the toilet. I'm going to bring you Wait, down. I have to go to the toilet? No. You're about to hit the oh, toilet. Okay. The hey, in San Francisco
9: all... you don't need a toilet. You just go in the <laughs> street. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Reagan, you're an absolute trip. We love you, man.
9: Hey, hey Reagan, uh, where yeah.
1: are you right now? Are you on the porch yet? Yeah, I'm at the mansion. Tell everybody how to get there and what you can get once you arrive.
9: Yeah. Oh, by the way, I got Victory Cigars. Yeah. The 2023 edition of the R&R Smoking Elephant football cigars are here now. You can come to the mansion. You can get this the Smoking Elephant limited edition. We got 50 boxes. I think we've already sold half in the first 24 hours, so only like 25 left, come on down and get your victory cigars wow. so for the Alabama-Tennessee game. Uh, they're going like hotcakes, uh, you know, and and it's just a great weekend to be here. We got homecoming next weekend. Hey, there's a UFC fight coming up. We got it all. We got everything going on. I'm sorry I don't have the big wieners over there. That uh, you guys were talking about before I got on the show, uh, you know, something about big Chicago wieners. Don't know. Don't ask. Don't tell. Not (laughs) my business. But uh, anyway, we have some big cigars. So if you like big things in your mouth, we've got some big cigars, okay? So, you know, anyway, we're over at the R&R Cigar Mansion. Hope you come by and get your victory cigars. Why don't you guys come over after you get done it and it's free and have a nice little, you know, we got some great drinks over here so come oh, have a drink I'm have for a cigar
1: particularly with your bourbons thanks Reagan we appreciate it very much
9: Reagan yeah man we we'll this see is a, a
1: Reagan. instant classic yeah. good job buddy yeah, I just yeah. wonder if we're going to have our FCC license yeah. after that
9: stuff I don't know. nobody cut.
1: it's okay Reagan.
2: Reagan's the king of the double entendre oh no kidding nobody
9: nobody cut. <laughs> we lost and, Reagan that's hard to do no, I'm here. Nobody cuss. We didn't no, We're no, good. We didn't the, uh, say
1: anything. The innuendo was quite deep. All right, Ray. I don't know Literally. what innuendo. Hey, hey, listen. Uh, you don't know what? Come on now. Hey, have fun. I, I go to Pearl River occasionally two or three times a year. I love it over there. Have fun. Have fun. Yeah, man. It's the best. All right. Th- thanks. Thanks, Reggie. Yeah. Bye. Now, yep. now we got to get out of this one alive. I don't know. Between the mustard and now him, I don't know. Big cigars. I, I do. Big, I do. I do hours. want to take a moment, and I don't want to end on a on a sorrow or a, or a sad note. But we got to talk about uh, it. We got yes. to talk about butkus. Okay. good <laughs> Here we go all over again. Justin, please get us to
0: a break before I hang us all. Weekday mornings at six a.m. The Martin Houston Show.
5: Join us on Monday as Kennington Smith III of The Athletic will join us to talk Alabama versus Texas A&M. We'll get as good, bad, and ugly. Then we'll turn our attention to homecoming as Alabama will host the Arkansas Razorbacks. We'll have that conversation and more right here on your home for Alabama sports Tide 100.9. Catch the Martin
0: Houston show from 6 to 7 weekday mornings on Tide 100.9.
7: Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the home two suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination
0: tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. We'll maintain the chance of a few scattered rain showers this afternoon, mostly cloudy with a high at 79. Tonight showers ending this evening, clearing after midnight below 52. Tomorrow's sunny, breezy, and cool, the high at 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's
5: 78 degrees in Tuscaloosa. From T-Town to the Plains. This is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports.
1: Coming to you live as we do on Fridays throughout the college football season from Ennis Free Irish Pub. Drop by, have a cold Guinness with us, and grab one of the James Joyce burgers. That's my favorite. Um sitting at home yesterday and my phone starts blowing up and it's all these notifications that Dick Butkus had passed away at the age of 80 and then the Chicago Bears go out and do him justice by beating the Washington Commanders on Thursday night football but um, I know I'm of age here and I remember actually watching Butkus play and he was just mean. Uh, he wanted to hit you and he wanted you to remember who hit you. And he wanted to hit everybody like that. And he wanted to get up off top of you and you would see him and you would remember the rest of the game and probably the rest of your career. The number 51 was just one mean blank linebacker. And he proved it every time he was out there on the field. He's an Illinois guy and I don't, you don't name a lot of NFL superstars and Hall of Famers from Illinois, do you? I do not. But uh, anyway, he was one of the greatest I ever watched.
8: And in addition to that,
1: uh,
6: that
1: was the era of the linebacker. And I remember it because I was first starting to watch the NFL. And I would watch my Packers all the time. And because I was a Packers guy and a an Nitschke guy. And of course, I love Ray Nitschke, but all of those linebackers of that era were led by Butkus. And I think you would also get Maxie Bond to say that, Ray Nitschke, um, others. How about a guy named Lee Roy Jordan? Uh, Jordan was fantastic too, but that was just a great era, Jack Pardee. Remember him? Of course, I do. The rest of y'all probably don't. But, um, well wishes and rest in peace, Dick Putkus. You know, I met him one time. Really? You know where it was? Where? Right over there. What's the Stratford Inn? Is it still around? Uh, Is that building still here? Stratford do Inn? There was no. a big red building that was about 10 feet stories tall. That's not here anymore, right? Yeah. It's remodeled or something like that? Yeah, it's been remodeled. Yeah, I was standing in the lobby and he was making an appearance and uh, he was about to get on the elevator and I said, hey, 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 Nick, Dick, uh, do you have a couple of minutes for me? And he just let the elevator go. On. <laughs>
8: Guess not, then no. Huh?
1: No, no interview. No interview with Dick Buckus. But anyway, he was the linebacker's linebacker and he will be missed because, um, like I said, the golden age of uh, linebackers in the 60s and early 70s. All right, you
4: want to uh, tee it up? Peyton, give me a prediction on the score. Or did uh, you already? For Bama, I'm yeah. gonna. I was when I was thinking about this yesterday and thinking about the matchups and how it's going. It's gonna come down to defense, field position, all the things we've talked about all day. Um, I'm gonna go 27-20, Bama. I'm gonna say we. Ride the running game, get some long drives down the field, and uh, Jalen Milrow, I'm looking forward to make a few big plays, and this is the game that gets Alabama back onto the national scene, and shuts up guys like Paul Feinbaum, who, who's, uh, Paul Feinbaum, he's very quick, <laughs> very quick always to, uh, slander, um, Alabama these days, but I think this is a game that Alabama can come out and reprove to themselves and get them, uh, some, uh, some confidence going forward in their SEC schedule. 27-20 Bama.
1: All right, Lorley. By the way, don't get me started. Don't get uh, me started.
3: we well, won't. <laughs> right. Yes. Exactly. Moving on. So my prediction was pretty close to yours and I was going with twenty seven twenty one Bama. Now Oh,
1: that's one off, okay. Same page.
3: Yeah, yeah, same page. And so I uh once again uh our linebackers and our defense needs to get after the uh, Texas A&M and after the quarterback and if they do that we will prevail. I think our offense is getting uh, straightened out. I think we're getting stronger every week. I think with Milrow being named the quarterback that's helped his confidence and they actually played pretty well against those loud cowbells last week and I mean that that sound was a good uh Practice for
8: this week. That's going to be that's pretty loud in A and M. True. True. Yep. Where are you going, well, here, Robbie? I had said earlier. I'm looking at 24, maybe 13, uh tight game, but uh still pulling away with the win. Uh, Naming quarterback. They've got that now in front of them, so they're just practicing hard every day. So I think I think I think Steele's got something for uh, Petrino. Uh, I think he's going to dial up the defense, keep them in check big quarterback back there. I think we're going to get to him and we're going to have some picks. 24-13, Bama rolls.
1: I'm going back to what I said earlier. I think this has come down down to a game of field position and we got the better punter and it's probably going to come down to the toe of will and he's the best in America right now. Uh, will Reichert will make the difference, and I, I think the final score will be 20 to 17. So, all said and good. Um, let's uh, let's grab some lunch and a cold beer. Y'all okay. enjoy this? You want to do it again next Absolutely. week?
8: Absolutely. Next week, homecoming Arkansas. Yep.
1: It's an 11 a.m. kickoff. Yep.
8: Also, That's we good. got Bama baseball Friday night, the 13th against Auburn. Rob Vaughn's first Rob game Vaughn. as a coach with a new era.
1: So that's one week from tonight.
8: Yeah, Friday night. At wow. Here at Sewell Thomas, and then they play Florida State two weeks later. Well, that here. gives us an opportunity to do a whole lot. A whole lot for that weekend. Homecoming we weekend. Come, a weekend. come out high. and support the new players. Great got group of the transfers yeah.
1: coming. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Some baseball, too. And you know we love that. All right. You guys have a wonderful weekend. Roll Tide from Free Irish Pub. on Friday.
6: Hi, Barry Buckner here.